0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. So it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? <laughs> Morning everyone, it's freezing here in Ireland, then again I do have the window open, I just noticed as I can see here in the video, so maybe that has something to do with it, hope everyone's good in this Sunday, an early one, 10am, <clears throat> I don't know why I chose 10am, I just felt like the right time last night when I was doing it, but I didn't want the occasion, if you want to call it like, call it that um Of the release list to go without uh, having some sort of conversation on uh, specifically, I suppose two of the more senior members of the squad that have departed and and will move to pastures anew uh, over the course of the next uh, few months prior to the start of the season. Um And obviously, those two people are Ashley Young and and, and Conor Hourigan. We will look into the into the youth players, and we will talk a small bit about those as well because there are one or two of those that are. Uh, um, I suppose that we'll have, well, definitely one person, I think anyway, will have a good uh, lower league um, lower league career, or will go on to at least be picked up by some lower league team. Um, but uh, I do want to devote some time to to speaking about Ashley Young and to Conor Hauer. Um Before I do so, happy 30th birthday to Philippe Coutinho, the man behind me here. I can never get that right on the screen, the man behind me. 30th birthday today, he's ours, and that's fantastic. It's great to say it. It's great great to have him. Great to, to kind of remember every so often that, oh yeah, Phil is ours now. He's 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 definitely ours and, and kind of gives me a bit of pep in my step. So hopefully he has a good day today on his 30th birthday. Um, So <clears throat> Aston Villa, as you guys know, will have, uh, the same as most Premier League teams, will have announced their released retained list over the course of the last few days. Um, first of July being well, the thirtieth of June, first of July being the cut-off date for a lot of contracts. Um, so it, it it's there is a date that they have to have have their released retained list into the to the FA. I think by on a certain date. Um, I don't know what it is, but Aston Villa announced theirs, and Aston Villa released eight players, as I said, two of them, namely being Ashley Young and Connor Hauerhan, also Finley Thorndyke. Mungo Bridge, Paul Apaya, Tristan Goodridge, and Dominic Revan were the other guys as well that were um, um, released by Aston Villa Football Club, um, and we will get to those guys in a moment. Um, <clears throat> Soupy Mark says, "Is it too early for a can of cider?" No, I'd. Well, I'm not a cider drinker. I'm going to be honest. I'm not a cider drinker. I never have. Even on a on a warm day, you'd probably find me with a pint of Guinness in my hand. As opposed to a, a can of cider, um, but yeah, sure, go for a can of cider. It's 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 as good. It's as good a drink as any, uh, on a, on a morning like today. Um, <clears throat> Ashley Young and, and Conor Horan, I've got. I, I suppose both of them hold a special place in my heart. Uh, one of them holds it for his first stint with the club. Ashley Young. I don't think that that should be miss. Misstated or understated, should I say, is that Ashley Young get, has given us, uh, you know, some good service over two year, over two um, stints with the club. First stint with the club, absolutely, you know, a driving force under Martin O'Neill. Um, really hit the heights with Aston Villa Football Club. And yes, he left in acrimonious enough circumstances, I think, at the time. Um, and he moved to Manchester United. But that's all water under the bridge. And he came back last season on a free transfer. And he provided some much needed, I think at times this year, experience, counsel and uh, probably cam head within that dressing room uh, over the course of the season. <clears throat> I'm not going to sit here and rewrite history and say that I haven't been on his case a lot this season because of the fact that I do think that he is not a Premier League standard left back, but not even a backup Premier League standard left back, I don't think. I don't think you can rely on somebody who was t- 36 when he started playing the position in his 30s to be that uh, that next man up after somebody like Luca Dean because he can't do the things that Luca Dean does. Can't get up and down the field like Luca Dean does. And, uh, you know, that's just father time being undefeated. No criticism of him, criticism of the team building. Um, yeah, Paddy's here. I didn't even ask Paddy. I didn't even tell Paddy I was doing this podcast because Paddy was at the Paddy was at the Ireland and Scotland game yesterday. And I did slag Paddy a good bit saying, God, man, you're wasting your money going to see Ireland and Scotland yesterday. And I got to see a banger of a game whereby Ireland beat Scotland 3-0 with a young team. And man, was it exciting. Man, was it exciting to see some of the players that were on on, uh, show there. And actually, one of the players I have coming up next week in my scouting, uh, my scouting piece, Jason Knight, I mentioned him, Derby County player mentioned him last season that Villa should basically just go and sign him and have him learn behind Coutinho and and even if they need to let him go out loan that's what they should do because he's he's going to be Ireland's talisman I think uh, in the coming years uh, from, from an attacking point of view but uh, yeah Paddy's here I didn't even ask him I just presumed you'd be hung over this morning Paddy and 10 o'clock was going to be too early so if you feel like jumping on you can jump on um, <laughs> Paddy said he was too hung over this morning but getting back to Ashley Young like I'm not going to sit here and rewrite history and say, yes, we should have kept him on because I have been pretty critical of his performances over the course of the season. And you know me, it's not a case of me sticking the boot in on anyone. I just felt that it was from a from a roster building point of view, our full-back positions were very, very, very open last season. And we saw it when Luca Dean got injured those three games in a row and he was out for a period of time. Ashley Young comes in and and look, he can he can be plausible. but when, like, like when when teams are going to be game planning for you, they're going to pick him out. You know, they're going to pick him out, and they're going to try and uh, go, try and go for him. And, and for me, he was played all over the park as well last season, which I don't think is fair to him. Uh, I'm sure he was absolutely okay with it, but you know, you played. We played him in central midfield against West Ham. We played him wide left a couple of times. Played behind the striker a couple of times in the ten position. Look, uh, like he's he's. A, from what I've read on, on Twitter and on the internet, he was maybe offered uh, to stay on. Maybe he wanted more of a, more years in the contract. Maybe he wanted backroom role. I don't know. I don't know. But he's not staying on. And Ashley Young is going to move on to pastures new. Um. But uh, with all that said, I think it is important to understand that there is a need for uh, an elder statesman within that dressing room. I would have had no problem with Ashley Young staying on to be that understatesman, but I felt, I do feel that we need to bring in another left back. He can't be this auxiliary player at 36. That's, it's just, it just, you can't have an auxiliary player at 36. You know, okay, if he was a specialist um, that was coming in maybe to play up top, to play behind the back, to play play behind the front two, maybe even to just, uh, maybe like a Fernandinho to get 20 games a season as a defensive midfielder, I'm okay with that. But somebody who's transitioned to a a, a position and a demanding position, the position is becoming more and more and more and more and more demanding as the years go on, specifically in the Premier League, of being a roving fullback. I just uh, and then to obviously want him to be this person who can sit in behind the back front too and just be this the Swiss Army knife at thirty six years of age. I think we're kind of fooling ourselves if we think that that's what we need to have or that that's a viable option for a club. That is looking to get into Europe and for a club that is looking to um to push up the league. It's not a criticism of Ashley Young, as I say. Father Time is undefeated, you know. It, it's that's literally all this is. Call me ageist, maybe, I don't know. Um, but Ashley Young is only a year younger than me, and I know. <laughs> I know he doesn't look like it, does he? He doesn't look like he's only a year younger than me. Um, But uh, yeah, look, I think that I think the club probably did want him to stay. Um, I think they probably offered him uh, a year and maybe said, look, it's going to be a very abridged season for you. You may not get the minutes that you got last time. And we're looking to bring somebody in. So maybe it might be your your third choice left back. And and potentially that wasn't wasn't what he wanted, and that's fine. That's absolutely brilliant. You know, go back yourself. Careers are short. I'm sure it's not a money thing for Ashley Young at the moment. I'm I would absolutely be certain it's not a money thing for Ashley Young at the moment. But I think he probably wants to go somewhere where he feels he's not ready to to give up on playing yet, and he's not ready to be you know a a, a part of a shadow bench group or whatever. And that's cool. You know, he will find he will find a club. There is definitely there might even be another Premier League team that that picks him up. This season, and gets him to come in and 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 gets minutes from. Him. Maybe he might go back out to Serie A, where that pace, the that, differential that he this that, this that, uh, that, that they have between that and the and the Premier League may suit him. But I wish him all the best. I absolutely do. And, and as I say, there is going to be a experience, and there is going to be an elder statesman gap within the team. And I wouldn't be so surprised to see if Aston Villa do bring in somebody maybe that's in thirty or older bracket just to even out the um the experience because it's something that Steven Gerrard has mentioned that he wants to get fully formed players in here that can uh, that have experience and, and, and that can be leaders in the dressing room too so i i, I think that's um that's good but as as i say uh, it's it's ruthless absolutely and i would be ruthless in this one um <clears throat> moving on to Conor Harring i think this is ruthless as well but this was ruthless 2 years ago when when more or less the decision on Conor Harring was made the decision on Conor Harring's future with Aston Villa I would even say almost dates back as far as when we played Fulham in 2021. Early in the season, 21, tw- yeah, 22, or 20, sorry, 2020. And uh, we played Fulham, beat him 3 0. Conor Horan played really well that day, and he didn't get a sniff for mo- for weeks and weeks and weeks afterwards. For months afterwards, almost under Dean Smith, brought in Ross Barkley. Ross Barkley started to play uh, for the forward in that position. Douglas, Louise, and, and um, John McGinn were back for were were played uh, further behind him. Um, Conor Hearn provided us with some really really great moments. <clears throat> My favourite moment is when he went in to rip the head off Patrick Bamford, um in that in that infamous uh, Leeds game, but. Uh, I jest, I jest, because as I say, I can't sit here and talk about fake fake fan rivalries and then bring something up like that and then go in and say it was great. But look, it was a bit of it was a bit of a spark that we needed in that season. If, that, if you remember, we're in the championship, we're on this long run and uh, we needed to have that little bit of a spark and, you know, Trust a fella from Bandon County Cork to come in with his fists up, you know? And, and I was delighted to see it because it just kind of went to show that Villarrant is soft touch. Yes, we had a bad start to the season and we were going to, we were propelling, propelling ourselves up the, up the table and we saw Leeds as a viable target. We saw they had a, t- a target on their back, which they should have because they were playing brilliant football and they were really playing well in the championship. And we saw them with a target on their back and we came out fighting. And sometimes you just need that little spark point. And, and that's not all I'm going to remember him for. You know, he scored, I think, he had a, one in five, um, a one in five ratio for Aston Villa for a midfielder, which is fantastic. He's played the most games of his career um, for any club for Aston Villa. You know, so in his mind, he would see himself I see Aston Villa as, as a club close to his heart. I'm sure he does. And, and I know he does. And you see, see his, his leaving post. Um, which is there? I, I'm not sure if I've seen. I'm not sure if I've seen anything from Ashley Young. I know I haven't seen the outpouring of emotion from fans and a lot of fans thanking Ashley Young for his time here. Probably because we've done ten years ago and this was only a one one and done deal for him. But kind of like he'll be remembered for so much. I I remember when we were back in the Premier League and Steve Bruce, I think, was still over was still our manager. And we had that game against Newcastle. If I if I'm not mistaken, I just grabbed the game by the scruff of the neck, and uh, he scored one, if not two, goals that day. He's the last person we've had that who who could score a free kick, Conor Horan. Very very underrated player. I think a player sometimes that he's. I think he's a very modest guy. When you when you hear him talk, he's he's got he's got the drive of uh, of somebody who has come up through all the leagues, which is fantastic and which is great, and it's 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 apparent. But he's uh, I think he's very modest as well at times. Last season, I know that he he trained with uh, John McGinn when John McGinn was coming back from the um from the euros. and uh, he did that and he's on back, knowing that he probably wasn't going to come back to Aston Villa because he knew that by training with John McGinn, number one, he was going to get John McGinn fit for Aston Villa because the two of them were paired together, as far as I'm aware, by Aston Villa. And he knew he was going to do that to to help out Aston Villa. But also, you know, he, he also had it in the back of his mind that potentially he wasn't going to be coming back to Aston Villa. And that's a selfless thing. That's a humble thing to do. And, you know, good teammates like that, they aren't, a, they aren't two a penny. You know, they aren't two a penny good teammates. You see Tyrone Mings has come out and said that Conor Horan is one of the best. He's one of the best guys to have in around in around the dressing room like that, that uh, with his mentality and his selflessness. So I've got nothing but... Uh, and like, <clears throat> I know he hasn't played for the club in quite a long period of time, but like what he did for us at the time he was with us, I think there needs to be a big, big commendation towards Conor Hora. once again, obviously, I'm Irish. There's always a big, um, a big affinity with Irish players in Aston Villa. And, uh, you know, he didn't he didn't do that tie or that affinity any harm whatsoever, and I think if anything, he heightened it because uh, he came in and pound for pound, I would nearly go so far as to say that over the last ten years, he's been one of our best signings, based on the fee that we paid for him. What well, I suppose expectations for him at that time, you know, coming in having a one in five record, being that championship player that we needed to, like he was brilliant in the championship. Let's not forget that, and uh, I think really just the 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 tactical kind of um. Upheaval that he would have had to go through, and playing wide as a wide left midfielder sometimes in the Premier League didn't really suit him. Um, maybe lacking a small bit of pace, absolutely. But that, like, we're we're all talking about a number eight now that can pass the ball and that metronomic number eight at the moment. And to be honest with you, Connor Howern could pass the ball really well. He was a good passer of the ball. He was a nice left-footed player. Um, <clears throat> and 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 he had uh, he had endeavour for days, you know. But as I say. He is definitely, there is no doubt in the world that he's going to be somebody who's going to pick up a club. And he's going to pick up a very decent club. And I wouldn't be surprised to see him maybe rock up again at Norwich City with a Dean Smith or somebody like that because I think that he could play very well at that level with Dean Smith and fit in seamlessly and be a real leader within that Norwich team. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and and and, and uh, as I said, there's a lot of people here talking about um there's a lot of people here talking about the uh some of the games that he's played in that Norwich game as well. Uh, we beat Norwich 5-0 as well. He played absolutely brilliant. Um there too. yeah. It's um and, and Shane Coleman says here as well that Grealish had great time for him as well. His goal versus West Ham in the playoffs was unbelievable. Yeah, like he's when we he got when we reached the Premier League. It didn't really click in for him from a tactical point of view, I suppose, really, specifically our second year in the Premier League, and uh, which is a shame, really, because he's bust his gut all his life to play in the Premier League, and we were his first chance to really play in the Premier League. I guess when Sunderland were in the Premier League, he was on the books, didn't play with them, dropped down into the Championship, dropped down into League Two, Um, played with Plymouth, played with Barnsley, and then obviously worked his way back. So um, I wish him nothing but success. And, uh, you know, I would love to I'd love to sit down and talk to him about Aston Villa someday, because uh, whenever I've heard him in interviews, he sounds like a guy that, you know, there's sometimes you got you you, you listen to people talk and you go, oh, I don't know what I'd be friends with them or I don't know, I could take or leave them when they're talking. Conor Horan seems like a guy that I could be mates with, if that makes sense. I'd love to sit down and have a pint with him and discuss because I think he'd give it to you on a bridge, but I think he'd give it to you fair as well, his his uh, his opinion. On certain things, so fair play to him, um, Connor Horan, and and best to look to him in the future. And he leaves with nothing but gratitude um, from me here uh, at For the Love of pornograph podcast. Now let's talk a little bit about some of the other guys as well. So we've had some of the some of the Academy graduates. So there are two senior players that have, have left. Um Sonodi announced quite some time ago that he was going to leave. He had been on loan at Sporting Bromsgrove. I don't know if uh, Ben is here. Uh, I don't know. Is he here? Um, who had been our roving reporter at Sporting Bramsgrove? Um, but, uh, yes, he's announced that he is, has left the club. Um, I think something in his post might have mentioned that he doesn't know if he's actually going to continue with football. Um, I don't know if that is a follow-up post or whatever, but I hope he does. So Akos nodi is somebody who, is, who has left the club also. Um, Finlay Thorndyke uh, is somebody who the club has decided not to renew uh, their ties with as well. Finley Thorndike, he was a, an attacking midfielder. We signed him from West Brom. Um, only last season, the 2020, only this season, really 2021, 2022, he was on, <clears throat> he was on, uh, he was one of those uh, try list players for the other 23s for a period of time, I think, towards the end of last season. But we signed him um, this season. He made 18 appearances for our Premier League two team, scored three goals and two assists. Uh, So he did get quite a lot of minutes for us. Uh, he played 1,326 minutes in total actually, um, throughout the course of this season. So somebody who had a lot of development time within the, within the youth structure and they've decided not to renew his contract, uh, where, where he ends up with, I think he's somebody that, that, um, might be worth looking at because he's quite, um, he's got quite, quite a decent build, um, for a player. Uh, for a you, youth player, should I say, but he is hitting 20. I think this is one of the people that, uh, you know, the Christian Perslow is looking at that, yeah, we bring in players. We'll have a look at players maybe 19, 20, 21. And, uh, you know, if they aren't showing that promise early, then we will have to be rootless and and and, and dismiss them. Um, another player as well that we have released is Paul Opaya, a massively tall, big, strong right back, well, centre back, did play kind of on the right-hand side of, 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 of the centre-back. We initially signed him from Chelsea in 2019. Um, came straight into our under-18s, but um, he didn't play a whole pile over the t- over his time with, uh, with Aston Villa. He actually played seven games this season, but he only accumulated t- 290 minutes. And the season previous, he played three games, only accumulating 210 minutes. So didn't really hit the heights, didn't really play an awful lot. Um, for the club, and uh, I've absolutely no idea where his future ends up um within the game, but I do wish him all the best. Um, in in in, in the future, um, <laughs> sticking with center halves, somebody I think that will they, this is the guy I mentioned. I think he will maybe well, he w- I think he definitely will find um some employment at the maybe the what used to be the vanorama conference level. Um, and it's Dominic Revan. Dominic Revan was signed by us. Uh, well actually he he came through the, the Academy, should I say. Um first really started playing with Villa Youths in the Villa 18s in the 1718 season. Um he went on loan to Weymouth after he played in the game against against Liverpool. Um he did we went on loan to Weymouth in the 20, 2021 season and uh, he played with them for a period of time and then last season he went on loan to Northampton. And uh, that didn't go so well for him. So, but he played way So he actually he had loads of minutes for us. Um, so, as a seventeen year old with Aston Villa, um, he played like yeah, I'm just looking at it here. How many minutes did he play for the club? Gosh, he played. He played the bones of four thousand, nearly nearly from four thousand minutes um, at you at you know Premier League two um, football for Aston Villa, um, accumulating forty games in total you know, for Villa at at Premier League 2 level. Then he goes on loan to Weymouth and he plays all 16 starts that he could have played in. And he played 1,440 minutes and uh, he... He played pr- quite well for them in, in that that period as well. And then he goes on loan to Northampton in League Two and it didn't really click for him. Northampton were pushing for promotion. They finished fourth in League Two in the 2021-2022 season, but he only played three games and he only amassed 138 minutes. Um, I definitely think that he will cotton on somewhere. I think that he will... Um, a, a club will take a chance on him and I think that he will get... a. a uh, an opportunity, probably in the national league, and I do wish him all the best. As I said, Dominic Brevin, his brother Seb Brevin, with the club also as well, um and uh, I wish him all the best in, in, in where he goes after this. Um, second last person we're going to talk talk about as well is Tristan, Tristan, sorry, Tristan Goodridge. Tristan Goodridge is a he's an interesting interesting character because he's another guy who came and he was one of those trialists for a period of time at Aston Villa. We uh, signed him here, initially signed from Wimbledon, if I'm not mistaken. I, I don't have the notes on him here. Um Wimbledon, he did go on trial with Reading last season for a period of time, but came back to play with Aston Villa. Now, he played in 17 games for Villa last season, and he notched up four goals and three assists. So he wasn't exactly ornamental for a lot of last season, and, and he was pretty pivotal for for um, for um the the Premier League 2 team you know, playing that amount of minutes or, or playing that amount of games, should I say, 991 minutes, but scoring four goals and getting two assists in that team, you know, that's going to need to be replaced um, considering that there's a lot of rotation in and around there, but uh, in around that level, should I say. But Tristan Goodridge, um, once again, he's an attacking left winger, right winger, <clears throat> Um, he's only 19 years of age, and uh, I would imagine that like a lot of the guys there, he would probably rebuild his career somewhere down in the lower leagues as well. But uh, quite a decent output in the Premier League two last season. As I say, scoring four goals and three assists in only 10 starts, 17 appearances overall. Lastly, we're going to look at Mungo Bridge. So Mungo Bridge was somebody Aston Villa, um, Aston Villa had very, very high hopes for. Uh, made his debut for the Aston Villa under-18s in 2019-20. He's now 21 years of age. He's left-footed, left-footed centre-half, played left-back as well. He went on loan to a really, to, it was a strange loan. He went on loan to France last season. He went on loan to France. Um, but, sorry, the season before. Yeah, 2021-2022. Went on loan to France to a team called Anenchi. I don't know how to pronounce it, but they were in the national one league table. So they got promoted actually from that, um, from that division. And they're going to play in league two next season. So um, he's somebody who played it. Well, he was at a club to play at a decent level, but he didn't barely even played for them. if played for them at all last season. So uh, that loan may, looks like it may have been a wasted loan. He's another guy who played a lot of time um, at Villa, played a lot of time in the underage structure. Would have played, you know, two thousand five hundred minutes. He played twelve games in the t- nineteen twenty season. Played twelve games in the twenty twenty one season. You know, he was highly thought of, but he just never really made the breakthrough. I know he trained with Dean Smith's senior squad quite a lot, and uh, it just kind of the wheels kind of fell off for him. Maybe somewhere in and around getting to the Premier League and so on that it, he was just deemed surplus to requirements, or or the 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 progress stalled. And um, he's going to be another interesting one because. Look, he's got such a fantastic name, Mungo Bridge is just like a a brilliant name. Um, but once again, I think all these players have maybe like probably Bar Paul Apaya, probably Bar Paul Apaya, I think that all these players have an opportunity to really catch on at a lower league club, maybe become maybe get another chance within football. And, and I hope they do that too because Aston Villa Academy is. Heralded at the moment, you know we're bringing through some good players. So just because it becomes the end of the road for a player in the Aston Villa Academy, shouldn't mean it should be the end of the road of our and career. Um, as Christian Perslow said, the age of our academy graduates to try and get them into the first team, they want to lower that. They want to bring it down. They don't want twenty-two, one twenty-two year olds playing in the 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 academy system. Um, so you know if you are getting to a certain age or a certain level maybe it would be time for you to, to, to start to see if you can maybe catch a break at senior football and from Munger bridge he's going to be twenty three uh sorry he's going to be twenty two in September of this year. So I think maybe just the the, the road was running out for him at academy level, I think it probably suited him and suited Aston Villa to give him that chance to see if he could catch on, maybe maybe get a, a chance at a lower league club. But once again, wish him all the best. And hopefully, it's nice to have all these players and to look at all these players, maybe look at them five years down the line and say, gosh, he had a really, really good career at, uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe rocks up a Barrow, keeps Barrow in League 2, maybe gets Barrow promoted to League 1 or something like that. Those fairy tale stories, maybe ends up with a team like Fleetwood um with uh scott brown or someone like that gets a a, an ex-manager to manage him coach him and coach him up and i think that 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 goes for every player here as well and um you know for the for the pyramid of football it's very important that these players do get a chance again once they they, just because they finished their academy career that that isn't it that they do get a, a chance somewhere else down um down the leagues too which is uh which is interesting um uh, bu, 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 bu. Any anything there uh, oh Western Ud says that uh, my mate's son his dad is chairman of Alf Church FC excellent well tell him we think are this uh, we're disappointed The Finley is gone but we wish him all the best in the future in his future endeavors and where he does go and I do seem like I'm a spokesperson for the club when I talk about future endeavors and stuff like that Um I'm getting pronunciation lessons thank you I still can't even pronounce that word, him. <laughs> it's Anis C. Anis C. C. Anis C. C. The French club is what I would call them. The French club that Mungo Bridge went to. That's it. That's what I'm going to call them. Um, <laughs> but it's, yeah, as I say, look, it's. Aston Villa don't tend to release a lot of senior players and that's why I wanted to do this and I wanted to talk about it. And plus, also, I, you know, become pretty familiar with a lot of those names in the, on the 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 youth's uh, academy side of things after the exploits of the youth team last year. We followed them high up and low down and obviously getting to the FA Cup. And uh, then obviously we had the Liverpool piece as well in between. So a lot of these names would have popped up um, on a lot of radars over the last year or so. So I think it was important to kind of recognize them as they have li- have left the club, and we do wish them all the best in the future. Um, yeah, so that's really going to do it for today, guys. Uh, I'm probably 50 I'm probably 19, 20 minutes longer than I wanted to spend in this, but um, I'm glad I did because, uh, you know, Ashley Young, Conor Horan, best of luck to them in the future. It is important to kind of recognize the efforts that they have given this club as well. And now we can kind of, I suppose, draw a line and look forward to maybe who the the outgoings for money will be for from players over the next few days and weeks and I think there will be outgoings. Obviously, you no know, names are there's a lot of people mentioning a lot of names and we'll see what comes out there. And then after that then I think we will look at um we will look at at incomings again. Um over the course of the next week guys I will be doing some scouting series. We will be looking at some players that I feel would be good additions to Aston Villa Football Club, maybe haven't been linked to the club at all, but just uh, players that I feel would be good additions. I do still have Quinton Merlin that I haven't uh, recorded and released. I will do that this evening and that will be out tomorrow. And then I also have a little piece coming up next next week of five people who are still on the free transfer list for Aston Villa Football Club that I think would be would be good additions um to help pad out the squad. Um, so keep an eye out for that. We will have a full slate. Five at least five podcasts, I would say, coming again next week. So, uh, if you aren't subscribed, please do subscribe. Hit the thumbs up on this this video itself. Hit the little bell button beside the subscribe um, section as well, and you'll get notified when we are going live, or maybe when these, when these podcasts are up. I'd love for you to join me on those. we put in a lot of effort over the last couple of weeks. And, well, actually, sorry, I call it effort. We've put in a lot of content over the last few weeks, but it hasn't been effort, should I say. And we want to continue that going, because the interaction and the outpouring of love and and, and excitement about Aston Villa has been great. So thank you very much, everybody. And thank you to everybody who sent me messages over the last few weeks um, about the content that we're putting up. Always striving to be better. Um, we've think we finally nailed the outro and the intro music uh, sound levels and found out where the issue is coming from. So anything like that, always let me know. We're always trying to get better. But please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Please subscribe to the audio channel. We'll be back again tomorrow. Until then, all that's left to say is stay safe and up the villa.